The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray talk about the contract signing between Roman Reigns and L.A. Knight. And did we see and hear the best L.A. Knight promo of his WWE career? Also, we get into the main event from AEW Collision on Saturday. Kenny Omega against your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, MJF. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Kenny Omega and MJF. I mean... Very, very lucky, A, to get that on collision, B, to have it on free TV. That's usually a match that you're going to have to pay to see at a pay-per-view. But what a great match to see on collision this past Saturday night. Dave, free? There's no way that should have been free. I love. Listen, man, I love it over there. Man, I would have charged everybody to see that. <laughs> That's... That's one of the that's a dream match. Like it it was it had pay-per-view written all over it. Uh unbelievable from beginning to end. And somebody like a Kenny Omega almost deserves the pay-per-view platform. Um Maxwell uh is as good as he is. I even see that there's like room for improvement that he's going to be so much better in the next two to three years. Like just the psychology is tremendous. His, his ability to captivate the audience and to pull people in Um, for a young guy, man, he's, he's, he's beyond his years. Absolutely yeah, and, incredible. And and the reviews are in, Mark, and, you know, all over the Internet, all over social media. And, you know, obviously we always talk about, like, fans like to use those platforms to complain. Completely the opposite when it came to that match on Saturday. A lot of fans thinking that might be one of the best AEW World Championship matches, period, that we saw on Saturday. And again, usually you see that at a all out and all in a revolution, one of the pay-per-views, but to get it on free TV and not only just free TV, Mark, but what a lot of fans consider to be show 
for AEW, which is Collision. I come on here every Monday and I talk to you and Bully. I, I, I always say it. To me, I feel like AEW's Collision is my favorite AEW show of the week. Case in point, and another example is what we saw on Saturday night. They, they, we, we have uh, our uh, weekly winner. Yeah. On Saturdays. Collision has won the weekly winner like four or five times. Overall, the best show of the week. I don't know how people can think that it's a B show. It's not. And a lot of the wrestlers that we were complaining weren't getting attention on Dynamite are getting it on Collision. Case in point, Miro, House of Black and Malachi Black. Like those wrestlers Ricky that we Starks. wanted to see. Ricky Starks is another one. Uh, we're seeing more of them on Collision. But what a great match. And Bully, now come Wednesday when we watch Dynamite, MJF is going to be your longest reigning AEW world champion. It feels like that's the perfect connection when it comes to AEW because probably at this point when I think myself and most fans when they think of AEW they're thinking of MJF not just because he's the champion but the guy who's kind of dominated TV for AEW and also somebody that we talked about being at one point the most unpopular wrestler in AEW now maybe the most popular wrestler in AEW whether you love him or hate him Probably the one person we spoke about the most in the short history of AEW is MJF. So I find it interesting now he's going to be your longest-running AEW world champion. It's the same song and dance when we talk about Max. And that's a very positive song and dance. We're always putting him over to the moon. Max does a great job. Max is 25 years old, and he, he, he gets it. He gets it backstage. And he gets it in the ring. He gets it on the microphone. He gets it with his wrestling ability. He gets it with just about everything. And Mark is right. As the years go on, he's going to get better because he's going to he's gonna learn how to cut and paste. He's going to learn how to trim the fat. He's going to learn how to go for the jugular even better. Just because somebody is a phenom at a young age doesn't mean that they can't get better mm-hmm. because right. you learn how to hone what you're doing you learn how to simplify and in this industry when you learn how to simplify you get better because you keep it clear and you keep it concise and you keep it on point and you can keep the people's attention spans better however he'll get more with less he'll get more with less in the future and he'll realize that a lot of times I see him do things and I go, oh, man, that was good. And he's on to the next thing. When he could have let that breathe. Like, I mean, he he's he's doing a lot. And, and he don't have to. When he gets to the point to where he can really just do one or two things and, and, and people are losing their cookies, it's going to be awesome. Like, he's still doing a lot because he can, and he wants to, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm still popping off something he did two seconds ago, and he's on to another thing that I'm popping for. Like, you got to let me absorb all of it. 
and 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 Mark and Mark, I totally agree. And bully before, because you did say, however, before we get to your however, because I definitely want to hear what that is when it comes to MJF or what we saw on Saturday night. I I know when it came to ECW that that roster would do anything to see that company succeed and flourish. Like I I. I I would think that Paul Heyman probably would have you guys. You guys would run through a wall if if you were told to. If you thought that on the other side of that wall would be bigger success for the company, am I right in saying that? Am I am I right in saying what I'm saying? One thousand percent. I almost feel like guys that MJF is that type of guy. Like I feel like he's burdening him himself and on his own shoulders to see the success of this company and to see this company go to the next level that's what i see in mjf when i see him do the media rounds when i see him in the ring when i hear him on the microphone and that's the other thing i wanted to bring up when we talked about mjf not that long ago a year ago maybe even we talked about how great mjf was on the microphone but he needed to get better in the ring i i I can't say those things about mjf anymore and and think about like these matches that we're talking about. We're talking about people saying that the match that he had, that hour long match, that Iron Man match with Brian Danson, that was one of the matches of the year. You know, the match that he had on Saturday with Kenny Omega, this championship match, people are saying is on a short list of some of the, the greatest world championship matches that we've seen so far in AEW. When it comes to Max, it's not just about the character or what he can do on the microphone. Now we have to start talking about what he does in the ring as yeah. well. I, I'm just a big fan of of MJF. And what he's also been able to do, and I'll use the example of what we saw on Saturday that, with that match with Kenny Omega. Here it is. It's Kenny Omega. We all know Kenny Omega, great wrestler, great technical wrestler. You think of you know the Tokyo Dome and Wrestle Kingdom when it comes to, to Kenny Omega. MJF pulled out his bag of tricks in that match. MJF was the one that I felt dominated that match. And I'm not just talking about because he, became, he, he was the victor. He did the whole the gimmick with the, with the kangaroo, like all that stuff. It was, it was almost like he set the table himself for that match and not the other way around. I can't give any more credit to MJF than what I'm giving to him right now. That being said, Bully, you said the however. I, I'm very interested in what you are going to say when it comes to the however and what we saw on Saturday and when it comes to MJF. It's interesting that you mention Omega and the Tokyo Dome because the match that brought me and you together, Dave, was Omega Okada 1. Six years ago, you went on record to say mm-hmm. on social media that that was the greatest match you had ever seen. And I got in touch with you immediately. And this is when we were just still friendly as you radio host and me pro wrestler. And I said, are you serious? That's the greatest match you've ever seen. A guy who put so much stock into flair and steamboat and this Okada Omega, when psychology was thrown right out the door and they used a table in the match and the referee was on the floor for three minutes to me, that was a glaring hole, and that's what started our whole uh, 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 partnership, business, friendship, whatever you want to call it, 100%, on this that, show. 
I remember exactly where I was when I had that conversation with you over the phone. Yes. Now, fast forward to la- uh, to what we saw on Collision. A- the AEW World Heavyweight Championship match between Kenny and MJF. A table is pulled out. A table is used right in front of the referee. How is that not a disqualification? It's 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 a it's a good point, bully. And you know what? It's so funny as you were talking about this, and especially bringing up Kenny Omega and the Tokyo Dome. Boom! It went right to my head that I should have known that you were going to bring this up because it started the conversation when it came to uh, our partnership, as you said, to start you here as a host on on Busted Open. It's it's a fantastic point by you and it's almost forgotten when you go back and watch that match reason why is that time spent when they were on the floor was during was during a commercial and break in picture in picture like it's almost when i when i watched the match i i almost forgot about that whole time period because it did happen in picture in picture and it's funny, if that was on a pay-per-view and it wasn't on free TV, I might be thinking differently about the match because of what you're saying. We saw the table spot, then they went to break, and all that time that the referee was on the floor with Kenny Omega and MJF, it was during picture-in-picture and during the commercial break. Because instantly, and I understand why they use picture-in-picture, for me, picture-in-picture is still a commercial break, and my brain shuts off. During that time period. Bully, excellent point by you because I completely forgot that whole time period because it was during the commercial break. Good job by you, Bully, because I completely forgot about that whole sequence. It's true. It's absolutely true. That's my gripe. That's my issue. Um, To me, I was brought up in this industry to keep as much credibility on the refs as possible. Did that occur in ECW? No, because ECW put forth the rules and regulations right from the beginning. You knew the referees were going to be lenient in ECW matches. As a matter of fact, everything was fair game in an ECW match, unless they said to you, like, this is a technical wrestling match, or this is a two out of three falls, um, you know, whatever match. So if somebody used a table in an ECW match, that was allowed. In no way, shape, or form should um, tables or ladders or chairs or powder or your sister's ass be allowed in a world championship match in AEW, especially if it's being done right in front of the referee. I'm sorry, guys. That is a glaring, glaring mistake to me. And Bully, and and this is something we've talked about a lot, and this is something I struggle with as a fan. Mark, I know we've talked about it as well. I think there's a a fan base or a generation of fans where that doesn't bother them, but I completely understand where Bully's coming from because especially in that sanctity of a world championship match, unless the rules are made beforehand, that is something that is going to be a disconnect for a lot of people that like bully and like myself, Mark, it does it take away from how good that match was, man, judging by how people reacted in the arena and how people are no. reacting. It didn't, but I can, but that being said, I can understand what bully is saying as well. But you also can, if you know that that's going to happen, just fix it before the match. 
just announce that this is a new criteria in the match. That, you know, falls can happen on the floor or, you no know. No DQ. Just say no DQ. No, you can do that No too. disqualification. And here's the thing, guys. You don't even have to put a stipulation on the match because it is a world title match. So if you put a stipulation on a world title match before the match takes place, you're basically stooging off that there's going to be weapons involved and run-ins involved, and you don't want to do that. I believe in keeping the credibility on the championship in which you still have to win a pro wrestling match to become a world champion. So you don't stip the match. What you do is a baby ref bump. A very simple shoot reverse back into the ref. The ref goes down because he got not get because he got knocked loopy. He doesn't get knocked out. He gets knocked loopy to the point where he goes down. Now the ringside doctor can actually go check on the referee to make sure he's okay, and then both guys can pull the table out on the floor, do the table bump on the floor. The ref never saw it. Now you go to commercial break. All fixed. Perfect little bow on the situation. Yeah. That's I, my I, case. I, I, I agree with you. I And I know you're not going to like this, Bully, but I think it's at this point that we have to say this. When it comes to that in AEW, like, it's just like, it's something. Like, you know how you, when we would have arguments about WWE creative back in the day, you would say to me, because... And it's just something you had to deal with the WWE creative. Though I don't think that's the case right now in this new era of the WWE. That's why I also think it's connecting with fans like no other period in the history of the company. But I feel like almost like when it comes to AEW and it comes to officiating, I know it's difficult to do bully, but I feel like there has to be that gray area because it happens so much. It's it's bully. You're never going to be fully satisfied because I don't think it's ever going to go that you almost have to kind of wash your hands of it and let it go because I don't think it's going to change. And here's the thing, Bully, like it's I don't think it's going to change. And I think there's a whole group of fans, especially the AEW fans. It doesn't seem to bother. I know saying that to you, Bully, it's almost the equivalent of fingernails on a chalkboard. Because there's certain things and certain certain things that you grew up as a wrestler and I grew up as a fan that are sacred and that, that we just can't get over. But I feel like we have to get over that, Mark, because we see that in AEW all the time. I feel like you almost have to let it go. As difficult as it is to do, you almost have to let it go. Or it's really going to sap your enjoyment of the product. Listen, guys. Um... And Mark, I'm not speaking for you, but if me and Mark Henry were wrestling a match for the world, for Mark's ECW World Heavyweight Championship, no, fuck that, for Mark's WWE World Heavyweight Championship, you can bet your ass that me and Mark would never sit down and decide to pull out a table right in front of the referee and use it because we know it would be wrong psychology. And we know by the time we got through gorilla, me, Mark and the referee would have our bags packed and we'd all be fired by Vince personally. Mark, yeah. yes or no. That's true. But, but, but bully, I, I, you're asking. Dave, you're asking 
not just me, but fans who believe in referee credibility to turn the other cheek and not put stock and credit into something that there has been stock and credit put into from day one. The Tommy Youngs of the world, the Hebner, the, the Earl and Dave Hebner's of the world, every great referee, you're asking me to just, eh, that doesn't matter. That's lazy. Yeah, no. I, I know. They, I, Mike Kyoto and Earl Hebner would would they would be like, "Hey, man, you can't do that right in front of me." I I they would tell you, Mark. I I completely understand where you guys are coming from. Believe me, and I and there's a big part of me that totally agrees with what you're saying. Don't don't mince my words. But I, I feel like somebody who watches the AEW product as much as I do, and I'm a fan of it, as difficult as it is for me to do, I have to kind of let it go. And I know, but, but I know where your guys are coming from because it's a big piece of the foundation of me as a fan that I have to, I kind of have to let go. I know it's a completely different thing. It's like apples and oranges. And we're going to get into the face-off between Roman and L.A. Knight, the contract signing. There's a big piece of me that's really frustrated by Roman's world championship run because the guy never defends the title. Like, I grew up when you had to defend that title every 30 every days. Every 30 days. And, like, it's very – and it it, real, it it physically hurts me as a historian and a fan, guys, that I see them kind of – relate to him as some of the all-time greatest champions like a, like a Hogan or a Backlund or a Bruno. I'm sorry. You can't do that. And I know, Bully, this is something that we're going to get into in the show tomorrow. It's very hard for me to say that when the guy's not in the ring defending the championship. But I have to get over it because when you do see Roman, it's a big deal and he's a star. So I kind of have to throw away my pro wrestling historian brain and the fundamentals of this and throw it out the window as difficult as it is for me to do. You kind of have to do it here or it's really going to sap your enjoyment of the product. I totally agree with you guys. You think it doesn't hurt me when I see that. And as you said, it's a very, very simple fix, very tiny thing that needs to happen to fix this situation. I bully. I'm sure that you're tired of bringing it up every week when we talk AEW. I'm sure, Mark, that you're tired of bringing it up. I don't want to hear it, but it's like I said. I'm sure to you, bully. When you saw that happen, it's a disconnect for you. It's fingernails on a chalkboard, and then it's hard for you to get back into that match. I, it's. I agree with you, Dave. I, Dave, yes. check this out, and this is the Go example ahead, I'd like to give to you. When Kenny and uh, Moxley did the exploding uh, ring match, right? It was the Kenny and Moxley. Death match. Yeah, barbed wire death, death match. match. Yeah. Listen, they had a mistake with the uh, explosion at the end, and the explosion happened once the match was over because they tried to recreate the Terry Funk Onita save spot. Okay. Moxley and Kenny had a really strong match. And you went on record to say that you would never watch that match again because you didn't get the kaboom. 
And the kaboom happened once the match was over. The True. kaboom was inconsequential to the actual match. And you yeah. won't go watch that match anymore. And I completely disagreed with you because yes. I think that's disrespectful to the wrestlers to not watch another match again because the gimmick explosion didn't go off. Did it get the, the refereeing? The refereeing is a hundred times worse than that. It really is. And it's not just because I say it, Dave. If you take any referee in the business, they'll they'll tell it to you. I believe what's going on in AEW is this. It's the ref, it's the boys, it's the wrestlers who are not protecting the referees enough. I, I understand, but I also think, Bully, there is a group of fans, younger fans, a generation of fans where the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details they don't give a shit like I, i'm just being honest here like i don't think i agree I, with you dave I, yeah i i, I agree I don't sometimes want the to count the three hey everyone it's howard bender from the Andy up podcast every weekday adam ronis and i serve you up the picks plays and fantasy information needed to win your bets you know this isn't just your average sports betting show though for one very good reason we won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. You talk shit, you get hit. Man, you're talking a lot of shit, LA Knight. You better win at Crown Jewel and beat Roman Reigns for that championship. Because Dave, you're wrong. You know, because yeah, this is not I'm just a prerequisite yes. to win when you He talk just said shit. this. I only need this one time. He, he pretty much guaranteed victory in that promo. No. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. There's a big difference of pretty much guaranteeing and actually guaranteeing. All right. So, Bully, what did you think? Of L.A. Knight's promo. By the way, to answer, Mark, your question, yes, I thought it was a great promo. I thought it was the best of his career. But I think he set himself up where he needs to win at Crown Jewel. But go ahead, Bully. Uh, much like you, I thought it was the best promo he cut. 
because I heard the next level of confidence from L.A. Knight. I didn't hear or see him thinking. He knew what he wanted to say, and he went out there and he delivered his lines, and he wasn't afraid to take a shot at Roman about the suffering fuckatash time. Which is great, uh, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, high, high hopes for L.A. Knight. Now let's just see him step in the ring with Roman in Saudi and have a great entertaining match in which he will lose, but he will come out move, taking steps forward and getting more over for it. Uh, bully. I get it. Mark. I just, this is how I looked at it and you guys can knock me down, punch me in the gut, whatever, even the fans. Cause I know the fans think I'm setting up LA night to fail because I'm such a big Cody fan, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I digress. It's not the conversation right now. I almost feel like that L.A. Knight is disrespecting Roman by the things that he's saying. Like, I still feel like this guy's the champion. This guy's earned the place where he needs to be. I I feel like L.A. Knight is almost disrespecting Roman Reigns. Mark, am I wrong by saying that? I, I feel like you're wrong in saying I ain't never disagreed with you this much before. Go ahead. Um, it's fine. I don't. I don't feel like that he's disrespecting Roman Reigns, but Dave, when I when I want to get under somebody's skin, I might know the right answer. But to get under your skin, I'm gonna tell you something different. I can. I feel completely the opposite when I really agree. Because I just want to. I just want you to be off your game. I feel like L.A. Knight is trying to get Roman off his game. And he did. He said verbatim what I said in a promo on this show about three weeks ago when we criticized his promo. You've been sitting at home. Go back and listen to it. You've been sitting at home getting stale and I'm out here honing my craft working every night trying to get the donuts made and you're going to come in here rusty and I'm going to tap that ass <laughs> tap tap and that's exactly what he said basically tap it tap it tap it tap it going to tap it tip tap and, and and everybody ate it up. Yeah, I know they did. Because one, it was true. And 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 two, LA Knight is trying to 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 not just get over with the audience. He's trying to create, he's trying to push the narrative of him being the guy. That's the whole foundation of what he's doing right now. He said it best. I only need one turn to be the champion. You've been champion many times. That means you lost it many times. He needs validation once. That's what he was saying. That's why he said one. Not because, oh, I'm going to get it this one time and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win it. No, that's not what he said. 
I, I get everything you're saying. And again, this is not a disrespect to LA Knight because, first of all, it was a great segment. Roman laid out, which made LA Knight's words even more powerful. It was the the promo of LA Knight's career in the WWE, which means yeah. ultimately it was the promo of his of his career. Um, it made it makes me want to watch Crown Jewel. It it checked all the boxes. I I completely agree. But I go back to something Bully just said, and that is, but he's gonna lose. So everything that LA Knight said to me is like setting up for a victory. Hey. Mark, losing know, is victory sometimes in pro wrestling, Dave. He's got, I think it's set up where he needs to win. He needs to win a crown jewel. Yes. No, no. Dave, I've had 80 20 matches. And everybody go, man, you beat the shit out of him. They don't remember I lost. Dave, I remember one time I had a singles match against Mark Henry and I squashed him in about four minutes, but I got him more over in that four minutes than he's ever been. Mark? Don't believe the hype. (laughs) Don't believe the hype. It's a sequel. Just don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. It's a sequel. (laughs) Come on, man. Dave, you just go out there and have a performance of a lifetime. It don't matter about the three count. You're going to st- Dave, 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 Dave. Bully, bully, Dave, bully, Dave, bully. Dave. Dave. Mark, Mark, Mark. Bully. Dave, bully. listen to Bully. Do you won't never hear me this. say this again. Listen to Bully. Dave, Vince McMahon told me to my face in Boston that Roman Reigns was the guy for the next 10 to 15 yes, years. I, bully, I understand everything. I'm talking about the way that L.A. Knight came at Roman in that promo on Friday night. So what should he have said? Keeping in mind that L.A. Knight is 50% stone cold, 50% the rock, what should he have said? I'm just saying you still have to... Roman Reigns... Mr. Roman Reigns, I hope I can just have a good match with you. No, 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 bully, I'm not saying that. But you still have to respect the championship and the man that's holding that championship. Roman has never done it. And I don't think L.A. Knight has done that. Read the chat. Read the chat. Read the chat. Read it. Did Stone Cold beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13? Absolutely not. He did not. (laughs) But but Did Stone Cold Steve Austin get more over... At WrestleMania 13, losing to Bret Hart. Yes, he did. End but, of story. And, uh, end of story. But, uh, next no, segment. It's, end you of have story. You have to go back to the words that were coming out of L.A. Knight's mouth. Do you understand again, the words not everybody, that are coming out of I, my mouth? So we're really, again, comparing L.A. Knight to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can we stop doing that, please? Can that we? Is a, that is a good yeah. comparison. Oh, hell yeah. God, I wish we uh, w- can we get the promo? Can we just can we fizzle without the music, without the fucking here's Mark Bully and Dave shit? Can we just get the promo? And I, I'd love to listen to that promo again at some point. Maybe when we come back from the our next break, because I just feel like I get it. He's he's I just feel like if you do not win. So wait, you're you're going to tell me that 
Roman's going to make L.A. Knight uh, pass out? Because, again, the story's not about L.A. Knight. Just explain to me. Just explain to me that if Roman were to make LA Knight pass out, we're not, he's not, we're not comparing the we same. We don't know finish. that yet. We don't we're know. We're not comparing the same finish. I am not suggesting, I don't know if Mark is suggesting, I am not suggesting that he pass out to a sharpshooter or any other hold. The comparison is look at what WrestleMania 13 did for Stone Cold Steve Austin, even though he lost. The same thing yep. can happen for LA Knight here. If if they have plans, big plans for LA Knight. Well, that's the thing, Bully. Because if he fit. just loses to Roman, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring to Roman. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that. But if that's what happens, what do you do with LA Knight? He just talked all this shit. He talked a lot of trash and a lot of shit on Friday night. Dave. So if you lose one, two, three at Crown Jewel, what do you do with that guy? Hey, Mark, if so, if you're going up against the football team, you're the offensive lineman, and you're a defensive lineman, and the quarterback of the opposing team is talking all this shit before the game. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and you know what? You're not as good as you think you are, all that stuff, and then you lose the game. What? Where does that leave that quarterback? It's you lick lost. your wounds, you fight another day, and then you're going to win the Super Bowl. You, did you see the movie Friday? You have these. You fight with them. Fists. And you live to fight another day. You don't need a weapon. Dave, if L.A. Knight goes out there and does what Paul did, and it looks like he's going to win, and Solo jumps up and distracts the referee while something happens, and then he goes and pushes Solo or knocks Solo off and turns around and gets speared and loses, he still wins. He was in there with Roman Reigns, the greatest wrestler statistically of all time. I mean, he actually defends the title. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say this. Well, I mean, I don't know how to say the title. That's another thing. I, I don't know how to. I'll use a. Uh, if you screw L.A. Knight the right way, fans will love him more. Well, yes. Isn't that life? If you get screwed look at the, the right smile way, on Mark's face. Look at the smile on Mark's face when I just said, if you screw L.A. Knight over the right way, he gets more over in the fans' eyes. That's the art form. Yeah. It's the magic. All right. We'll Who see what happens. I, no all right. Smoke. But I, I want to play. We have the L.A. Knight clean uh, promo. I just want to listen to it for myself and for you guys. Can we go back to Friday Night and SmackDown from FS1 and listen to L.A. Knight's promo to Roman? Is this my first time? Hell yeah, it is. So I'm sitting here, and I'm just thinking to myself, after only a single year, I'm sitting at the head of this table, about to take your title, and it climbs so fast, you don't even know what hits you. And by the time we get to Crown Jewel, you're going to be thinking to yourself, what the hell just happened? He just walked out with my WWE Championship. But see, you don't understand. Yeah, this is my first time, but I only need one time. 
because while you failed over and over again, while you were busy doing suffering succotash, I've been out here run one, telling everybody whose game this is, not yet, because there can be only one WWE champion. Yeah, there can only be one me. Yeah, and guess what? It's coming up real soon, and there's nothing you can do about it, and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. All right. I mean, again, making a lot of statements, walking out WWE champion. I only need the one time, and there can only be one WWE champion, and that's LA Knight. So we'll see what happens at Crown Jewel. Not a lot of humility to LA Knight, but maybe that's what it's all about. I, I, you know, we'll see what happens and what the story is going to be once we get out of Crown Jewel. Okay. Guys, well, you're, like, you're looking Flair. for a Bob Backlund You promo? love Ric Flair. Ric Flair is your number one. There Damn straight he was. You know why? You know why, There's Mark? Never, no, you're had, not going to do it. No, you Rick know why, Flair Mark? Because he had the title around anybody. his waist, baby. Because he was a 16-time world champion. So he could walk around and say, Woo! You know why? Because he had the 10 pounds of gold around his waist. L.A. Knight right now has got shit. He's got shit around his waist. And come Crown Jewel, you know who he's walking out with? Ungats. He's walking out with Ungats because there's no way he's coming out with that WWE championship. Don't ever, don't you ever, Mark, and I love you like a brother. Don't you ever, ever, ever on this show that I created ever bring up the name Ric Flair in the same sentence with L.A. Knight. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.